Thanks for listening to The Red Treehouse, where I tell scary stories to keep you up at night. You can listen to The Red Treehouse on your favorite streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Oh, and leave a five-star review. You can follow The Red Treehouse on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Red Treehouse Pod. And if you have a scary story or topic you'd like me to feature on an upcoming episode, email redtreehousepod at gmail.com. An important note, sources for this episode can be found in the show notes. My goal in every episode of The Red Treehouse is twofold. First, to tell a good story that makes you think. And second, to scare the hell out of you while I tell it. I realize fear is largely subjective. What scares me might not scare you, and vice versa. For me, anything related to religious horror creeps me out. But for others, it may be different. What I found, though, in talking with different people is a common fear. Dolls. And I don't mean Barbie dolls or stuffed animals. I mean human dolls, who look lifelike enough to leave us uncomfortable. I'll confess up front, I've encountered my fair share of creepy dolls over the years. And every time, I make sure they're put away where no one can reach them, and where they can't find me. Years ago, we had an elderly neighbor who lived across the street from us. Our kids were young at the time, and she was especially fond of our daughter. One day, while I was mowing her lawn, she invited my wife and daughter inside for lemonade and conversation. While there, she brought out a Kermit the Frog doll whose voice box was starting to go bad. Harmless enough. But then she commented that her deceased husband was also named Kermit, and that he often spoke to her with a clear voice box through the Kermit the Frog doll. Freaked out, my wife thanked her for the lemonade and walked my daughter back across the street. I get it. For some of you, dolls aren't scary. But let's think of it this way. Would you want a small, lifelike doll with glass eyes sitting on the chair in your bedroom? And if you woke up in the middle of the night, how would you react to seeing its silhouette outlined against the darkness of the room? Perhaps the scariest doll isn't the most well-known. Annabelle, the cursed doll from the vault of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and who inspired a series of movies, likely comes to mind. But another doll has the distinction of being the scariest and most haunted. Robert the Doll, who currently resides at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. It's been said that Robert has been connected to a variety of horrifying occurrences, car accidents, broken bones, job loss, and death. 
In this Halloween episode of The Red Treehouse, we're going to explore the origins and villainy of the scariest doll in existence, Robert the Doll. Is it possible for an inanimate object to be a conduit for evil spirits, even the devil himself? And what about the dolls in your own home? What malevolence might they be harboring and planning? I'll share the story. You decide for yourself. I'm your host, Will. Welcome to the Red Treehouse. At first glance, it's hard to believe Robert the Doll is considered the scariest and most haunted doll in existence. He looks so unassuming and normal. Though the decades have brought inevitable wear and tear, it's obvious he was, at one time, intended to be a children's toy. Dressed in an all-white sailor uniform, cap included, and holding a plush dog, the only thing scary about Robert the Doll is his weathered face. Now pockmarked and covered in nicks, scratches, and scars, Robert's face is a bit creepy. His mouth has taken on the shape of a sneer. His nose has been mostly rubbed down to a small nub. And his eyes. His eyes resemble two dark holes. The story of Robert the Doll is rather ordinary and dates back to the early 1900s. A young boy, Eugene Robert Otto, was given a handmade doll by a servant who worked in the family's home. Eugene, who went by the name Jean, was four years old when he received the doll and was so enamored with him, he named the doll Robert. Jean quickly attached to Robert and took him everywhere he went. They were best friends and inseparable. Jean treated Robert not as a doll or a plaything, but as a real person. One article reported, quote, what people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll. He brought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if he weren't a doll. He was Robert as in he is a living entity." End quote. Inevitably, as Jean grew older, he got into small trouble, and often he would blame Robert for the mishaps. Initially, the family dismissed this as Robert trying to cast blame elsewhere. But over time, they noticed something was off about the doll. Jean first noticed something odd about Robert when he was 10 years old. One night, Jean was startled awake from a deep sleep. And when he awoke, he found Robert staring at him 
from the foot of his bed. Within seconds, Jean's parents were awakened by the sound of furniture moving in his bedroom and Jean screaming for help. Jean's mother rushed to his bedroom door, which was locked. This was unusual because the door was never locked. After prying the door open, she found Jean curled up on his bed, screaming and crying. His room looked as if a tornado had swept through. Furniture overturned, toys scattered everywhere, and items strewn about the floor. At the foot of Jean's bed was Robert, staring and smirking. Jean blamed Robert for the terrifying incident that night and for many others that occurred after. But it couldn't be true, could it? Robert was a doll, inanimate and devoid of life. As the years went by, the strange occurrences continued. Robert's parents reported hearing Jean talking to the doll and hearing a response in a completely different voice. They reported seeing the expression change on Robert's face and seeing him speak. They reported hearing Robert giggle and saw him running up and down the stairs. People outside the home reported seeing Robert move from one side of the window to the other. And Robert was attuned to conversations going on in the room as he was reported to turn his head in the direction of those speaking. Eventually, Jean got married, and after his parents died, he moved back into their home with his wife. As they moved in, Jean put Robert in a room of his own, with a window overlooking the street. Jean's wife became increasingly uncomfortable with Robert and asked Jean to lock him in the attic. Eventually, Jean gave in to her request and placed Robert in the attic and locked it behind him. Within a few days, Robert became frustrated with being up there, and it was reported that footsteps could be heard in the attic, back and forth, back and forth. At times, visitors to the home heard giggling coming from the attic, and children reported seeing Robert staring at them from the attic window and mocking them as they walked past the house. Each time Jean heard a new complaint, he unlocked and went into the attic and found Robert sitting as he originally placed him, in the rocking chair, facing the window. Eugene Robert Otto died in 1974, and eventually a new owner bought the home and moved in with her 10-year-old daughter. Imagine her surprise when she unlocked the attic to find Robert sitting in the rocking chair. Her surprise and delight quickly turned to fear, though, as she reported that Robert was, quote, alive and wanted to kill her, end quote. Much like Jean, she would be startled awake from a deep sleep and cry out to her parents claiming Robert was alive and moving around in her room. Robert was eventually moved back into the attic, where the sound of footsteps and giggling were heard nonstop. There were reports that Robert was seen moving from room to room 
after being locked in the attic. As time went on, the legend of Robert the Doll grew, and so did the tragedies he was blamed for. The new homeowner eventually donated the doll to a local museum, where he is currently housed in a glass case on the other side of the island from where he originally lived. Visitors to the museum have reported seeing Robert's chest move up and down, as if taking deep breaths, feeling something touch their knee, and mysterious orbs surrounding Robert in photographs. Museum staff reported malfunctions with cameras and other electronics in the room where Robert is displayed. Some have claimed the malevolent spirit that possessed Robert also followed them home after their visit with him. He has been blamed for divorce, job loss, and at least one death. According to the website ghostkeywest.com, quote, Though it is rare for a death to be attributed to Robert the Doll, it has happened. A Key West ghost tour guide had the image of Robert the Doll tattooed on his arm and died shortly after it was completed. End quote. It is said that visitors should be careful how they speak to Robert and avoid disrespecting him, as doing so invites calamity into their lives. But where did this malevolent spirit come from? There are some who think the evil originated with the servant who gave Robert to Jean back in the early 1900s. It is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic as revenge for her mistreatment. We'll explore black magic and voodoo in upcoming episodes of The Red Treehouse, but for now, it's important to know the belief is that the servant cursed the doll and not specifically the family, which may explain why Robert continued to terrify successive owners and museum guests. Since being donated to the museum in 1994, Robert has become a world-renowned phenomenon and must-see tourist attraction. The website ghostcitytours.com describes his current setup. Quote, At the museum, Robert sits propped up on a wooden chair. Behind him, pinned to the wall, is the warning sign. Don't photograph. Followed by a list of Robert's mischievous deeds. But not everyone heeds the warning, and they sneak a picture of him anyway. That explains why surrounding the warning sign are dozens of apology letters from people all over the world asking Robert to stop the madness he's unleashed in their lives. End quote. One apology letter reads, quote, Sorry I did not ask out loud to take your photo. Since then, my husband lost his diamond out of his ring. I tore my rotator cuff, and my daughter's wedding was canceled all happened before I returned home. Please stop the curse. I am truly sorry, and life is hard enough." End quote. In addition to the apology letters, Robert receives letters of adoration, gifts, money, candy, and occasionally drugs. 
it seems folks want to get on his good side to avoid activating his evil side. Earlier I mentioned my neighbor showing my wife and daughter her Kermit the Frog doll that she used to communicate with her deceased husband. What I didn't tell you is that she also gave my daughter a porcelain doll that she pulled out of the trash because the doll, quote, wouldn't like that, end quote. Like Eugene Robert Otto, we put that doll in the attic. Before selling the house, we had our air ducts cleaned out. And you can imagine our confusion and terror when we found the doll, along with one other doll, pulled up from the ductwork. On the last day before we moved out, I put the doll in the attic, where I hope it remains to this day. As we close this episode of The Red Treehouse, I'll admit I don't know for sure if Robert the doll is haunted, or if the strange occurrences were imagined or entirely made up. But like so many other things, it's the uncertainty that leaves room for the paranormal and supernatural. We're still left with these lingering questions. Is it possible for an inanimate object to be a conduit for evil spirits, even the devil himself? And what about the dolls in your own home? What malevolence might they be harboring and planning? I've told you the story. Now you decide for yourself. I'm your host, Will. Thanks for joining me in the Red Treehouse. House.